Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. This is Winning Cures Everything. Here's your host, Gary Seegers. What up, what up? It is Monday, June the 24th. This is Winning Cures Everything. We do this every day, 10 to 15 minutes. We talk about sports and a myriad of other topics, whatever's most entertaining for the day. I'm your host, Gary Seegers. You can follow me on Twitter, at GaryWCE. You can follow the show, at Winning Cures. If you would, if you like it, share this bad boy out. Tell everybody you know about it. We would appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc., uh, Spotify, uh, whatever your choice, we're there. Facebook, etc. Go over to winningcureseverything.com. That has everything that you need to know. Here's the rundown for today's show. Auburn President Stephen Leith is out. We're going to talk about the interim and what this means going forward. Cam Newton tried to pay a guy to get more leg room on an airplane. It didn't go well. We'll talk about that. We will talk about uh, the NBA replacing the term owner. And I'm trying to get the chat box up so that I can actually talk with you guys. Uh, But it has logged me out. So, um, along with that, UConn leaving the AAC, joining the Big East. We'll discuss the ramifications of that. And the NCAA president, Mark Emmert, wrote a letter to the state of California basically warning them about a bill that they're going to pass, and we'll uh, we'll discuss that. The show, as always, brought to you by BetNow.eu, and they are fantastic. That is a, a fantastic sports book. They make things simple. You can go check it out for yourself, BetNow.eu. Use promo code WINNING50. That's W-I-N-N-I-N-G-5-0. You'll get a 50% deposit bonus. They have got... All kinds of fun stuff going on over there. You can bet on basically anything. The uh, The U.S. women's national team is in the World Cup right now, and they beat Spain earlier today 2-1. to one. Congrats to them. Go USA. We're all over it. Uh, we got the chant going, and I'm, I'm pumped about it. 
pumped about it. I've actually been sitting here watching soccer, trying to get some work done. Uh, right now, Canada down one to nothing from or with Sweden in the 85th minute. Lots of crazy stuff going on there. So the U.S. will play France next, and they are in the knockout round. Um, all right, there we go. There we go. We got the chat up. We're rocking and rolling. We're ready to go. Let's talk about topic number one. Auburn President Stephen Leith uh, announced that he was resigning, retiring, whatever. We'll we'll say uh, we'll say resigning because he's obviously going to be working somewhere else. But uh, this was apparently a mutual decision. The interim coach or interim uh, president will be Jay Googe. And hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Uh, he was the president from 2007 to 2017. Now, I find this very interesting that there's all of this talk about NCAA basketball stuff coming down. And now you've got the guy coming in that was the president of the university during the NCAA investigation into the Cam Newton mess. Right? 2007 to 2017. 2010 is when that went, or when that went down. They basically uh, snubbed their nose at the NCAA, and nothing happened. It, nothing at all happened, and it, it's not surprising to me whatsoever that they have, they have got this, uh, this guy to come back in as the interim president. He will probably remain here for at least a year or so, and I would imagine he will be there through the end of the football season. To me, this lets me know that the boosters are still running the ship. Right, Bobby Louder, uh, Mr. Yellowwood himself, all these other guys, they are still running things at Auburn. Which lets me know that Gus Malzahn could be in a whole lot of trouble. The school president said it was ridiculous to fire him before the season was even over last year with a contract that the buyout would be $35 million. Well, the buyout goes down to what, $27 million, $28 million this year? If that is the case, these guys don't care. They find ways to get money and to pay whatever they want to. They don't want Gus Malzahn, right? Now, they were all really happy about it. Um, <laughs> let's see. David jumps in on Facebook. He said, uh, can I get a shout-out on getting divorced? Having a divorce party July 6th. Anyone that wants to come out, PM me. Uh <laughs> cheers to that cheers to that cheers to you man uh yeah sometimes divorce can be a celebration so cheers to it i'm in uh i'm i don't want to be divorced so if my wife is watching i love you no <laughs> nothing like that good gracious all right so back to auburn this lets me know that the boosters are still running the school and gus malzahn needs to be on the lookout if things do not get rolling well, for him this season, he could be in a whole lot of trouble. Now, he's still got a huge buyout, right? And they're going to have to pay him regardless. But uh, you, it's tough to have a football program stay stable or improve when you've got that much pressure on you, when you are constantly looking over your shoulder to see if what you're doing is impressive enough, right? They've got a ton of stuff going on, and... I think we all can see the writing on the wall. I believe uh, Bobby Louder wants Gus Malzahn gone. And I think that this was partly his way to do it. You get the people out of the way. 
that, uh, that are stopping you from doing what you want. And Stephen Leith, while I will admit, I, even Stephen Godfrey from SB Nation, he put a tweet out that said, in the two years that he's been president, I have never heard a good thing about him. Never heard a good thing. So while I can say that, yeah, uh, there wasn't a whole lot to to do to keep him there, bringing back this guy, Jay Googe, lets me know that they are still running things and that they are about to do a whole lot of house cleaning and set up this thing the way that they want it to be set up. And so, Bobby Louder, I know you've always been around, but welcome back to the fold. You uh, you are back to running this uh, this university the way that you want to run it. Uh, next up, since we're on Auburn, let's talk about Cam Newton. He was on a flight from, I believe, Dallas to France. I believe that's right. Um, let's see, I've got an article pulled up here. So, he uh, basically what happened? And because a lot of people are asking, well, if he was trying to pay $1,500 to a guy to swap seats so that he could have more leg room because he was having to sit and coach, here's the deal. He missed his first flight. Well, the only other flight that he could get, whether it was from Dallas to – or no, here we go. He missed his direct flight from Charlotte to France, was forced to fly through Dallas on a new flight with the only available seat coming in the form of coach. Um, obviously, there's a lot of people going to France because it is the World Cup, right? So, he offers the money. The guy says no, which leads to all the questions of how much money would it take for you to swap seats with Cam Newton? Like, if it was 1500 bucks for me, I'm a short guy. It really wouldn't bother me one way or another. That's like a 10-hour flight. I would probably sleep the majority of it. It doesn't matter, right? So, yeah, I'd probably do it. Some of these other people, money doesn't necessarily mean that much to them. I could see where it wouldn't matter. So the fact that he missed his first flight and then had to sit and coach cracks me up. I would have taken the 1500 Uh This guy could have been an Alabama fan or a Saints fan or whatever, just somebody that doesn't like Cam Newton. Or it could be somebody that doesn't even know him, who makes a ton of money but also got stuck in the same situation. And the leg room on a 10-hour flight for him might have been worth it. Now, if I was Cam Newton, I would have gone through and asked anybody up there, right? I would have gone through the whole thing. Uh, whatever seats had the most leg room, I would be offering money. Now, why Cam Newton would not offer more money, that's that's a whole other thing, right? Why in the world would you not? If you're offering 1500 why not go up to 2000 Why not go to 2500 I mean, what does it matter to you, right? You've got a ton of money. You can make this work. There should have been more uh, interaction there because it was a very swift interaction. So uh, it, it does it does make me smile a little bit, though, that uh, sometimes athletes don't get exactly what they want. But if, if I was the guy, like it, it would have been maybe worth more like it, if you know who he is, et cetera. Uh, yo, I want sideline passes. Yo, I want to do whatever with you when we get to France. I want to, you know, a, a ton of stuff. Strike up a friendship. Do something to make it worth more than just money. Next up, NBA is replacing the term owner with the term governor. Now, they are saying, Adam Silver came out and said that they haven't used the term owner in uh, in years, right? 
he said, I don't want to overact, uh, overreact to the term because, as I said earlier, people end up twisting themselves into knots of trying to avoid the use of the word owner, but we moved away from that term years ago. Uh, what he's saying is basically the term is racially insensitive, especially in a league where the majority of the players are black. But I, if you're trying to change the definition of words or, or a word that just sounds not friendly, I guess, I, I don't think that owner would be the term that we're going for. If you are an, if you're an owner, then you own something, right? But if you're a governor, that's a completely different thing. Uh, a governor is a head of a public institution. And that's, that's a British definition. Uh, governor, as far as in the dictionary, is the elected executive head of a state of the U.S. Now, there's a ton of other definitions for it. But it, it let's see, one that exercises authority, especially over an area or group, commanding officer. None of these are, look, if you're a team owner, you own the team. You make the money off the team. You make the hires. You own the contract. You own everything. Everything that is involved in that business, you own it. And these players should aspire to be owners. Like Michael Jordan is a team owner. Like this does not mean that you are a slave owner. Like the term, the word governor was used the same thing back in, in slave days, right? So I don't understand why this is a big enough deal for the NBA to actually come out and comment on it or even even talk about it don't change anything the issue here is you use the word owner in the nba and not that many people think that much about it if the players think about it and they are hurt by it then that is on them but the vast majority of the public especially the fans of your sport the people that pay the bills that watch the games that that pay for the tickets to go, that buy the jerseys, etc. These are regular people. These are people that words really don't affect them. It's it's how Donald Trump gets elected, right? So when they come out and do this, it shows the disconnect between the players that are making millions of dollars and the fans that are paying the tab. It's the problem that you had in the NFL, right? Where you had the Colin Kaepernick stuff, and then you had all these players that were kneeling and were doing all of this different stuff. And when that happens, it is a bad business move. Now, the NBA, it's got kind of a niche audience in the United States anyway. Like, it's a it's a big audience. It's not nearly as big as football, but it is, it's a big niche audience because a ton of people don't sit and watch the NBA every night. They'll watch the biggest games. They'll tune in every now and then, but even the biggest fans are still regular guys that go work their 9-to-5, and when they hear stuff like this, it just disconnects them from the players that they support even more. Now, there's nobody really to point to other than Adam Silver here, but all of this started after Draymond Green went on LeBron James' TV show and discussed it. Right, he said that they should get away, or they should do away with that term. It's uh, it is offensive. 
And I just don't buy that. It, people are always going to find something to be offended by. And I don't believe that this is something to uh, stand on that hill, right? I'm, I'm not going to die on that hill if I'm the players. You're already making a ton of money. You got one word that comes out in NBA memos every now and then that the public uses. I mean, it's a little ridiculous to me. All right, let's move on. Topic number four, UConn. Joining the Big East in basketball and the other sports that the Big East actually has, the issue there is they are leaving the AAC, which is a, a pretty good football conference, but where are they going to play football? Like, how many conferences out there that are in uh, the Division One FBS, how many conferences are going to allow them to come in as a football-only member? And I don't think any. The AAC said, absolutely not. We're not doing that. So UConn, and if you just look at the dollars and cents, the AAC just signed a new TV deal that pays them over $7 million a year. Like the member schools. The Big East, however, they pay like $4.7 million a year. So I don't, I don't understand what they're trying to do here. Uh, UConn will be subject to a $10 million buyout with the AAC, so obviously that's costing more money. I don't understand how in the long term this will be good for the school itself. Now, Chris and I are doing our football previews, and I asked the question to begin with of exactly how much does the school care about football? Like, how much support are they giving that program? And I find it hilarious. This morning on Twitter, UConn's football account tweeted out how they just got their locker rooms redone, and it looks nice. It's got these big flat screens in every locker room, and or in every locker, etc. Like, it's the locker room looks great. But in a couple of years, I mean, it, you're probably going to have to be an independent and the other independents in FBS are Liberty, UMass, New Mexico State, Army, BYU, and Notre Dame. There's only six. You still got to find teams to schedule you. Most people are going to schedule you as a buy game. There's not a lot of money to be made that way. Now, I would think that this is done for basketball. Um, Hall of Fame coach Gino Ariema, he privately pushed for the move. Uh I mean, the basketball program and everybody around it wanted it to be in the Big East in basketball. They want to get back to the rivalries with Georgetown and uh, Villanova, et cetera. Like, they're not going to have the Syracuse rivalry anymore because they're in the the ACC. But I, I, I don't understand why, if you are a school, you wouldn't focus more on the money making products as opposed to. The other ones. Yes, UConn's always been a basketball school. I get that. But moving from the AAC to the Big East, I don't know that that necessarily helps your basketball brand. Maybe that's just me. UConn still has a brand. They just haven't been very good. And I don't think it's the AAC's fault. I think it's the fact that they had a lame duck coach and they've now got a new guy that's only been on the job for one year. That's just my guess. So this didn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, you're you're taking a deal where you get paid less money and you're having to pay a $10 million buyout just to leave. Economically, that makes zero sense to me. All right, last topic, 
NCAA president Mark Emmert wrote a letter to, um, let's see, he wrote a letter to the chairs of two state assembly committees in California last week. Uh, Steve Berkowitz at USA Today wrote this article. The, the topic or the title is uh, NCAA says California schools could be banned from championships if bill is not dropped. I'm going to read the first part of this, all right? The NCAA is ratcheting up its opposition to a California bill that would allow college athletes in the state to earn compensation for the use of their own name, image, or likeness beginning in 2023. In a letter to the chairs of two state assembly committees last week, NCAA President Mark Emmert implied that if the bill becomes law as it is written, California schools could face the prospect of being prohibited from participating in NCAA championships. That includes 23 NCAA Division I schools, four of which are in the Pac-12 Conference. The bill overwhelmingly passed the state Senate last month. On Tuesday, tomorrow, it is scheduled to be the subject of a hearing and a vote by the Assembly's Arts, Entertainment, Sports, Tourism, and Internet Media Committee. Now, this is not going to go into effect until 2023. The NCAA, Emmert basically said... uh, Postpone the consideration of the bill while the NCAA reviews its rules concerning athletes' ability to make money from their name, images, and likenesses. Now, we talked about this uh, maybe a month ago, a few weeks ago, whatever it was, where the NCAA had put together a committee to discuss players being able to use their likeness and their name and their image, etc., in order to profit. Basically, kind of an Olympic model, uh, but they were discussing more for okay, well, we would put it into a fund, and then the players could have that when they graduate. That way, this sport still remains amateur without, you know, basically tying the hands of all the players to where you can't make anything at all while you're here. So, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I do like the fact that California is going forward with this, regardless of what the NCAA says, because I think it forces the NCAA to take action. If they were to postpone this, the NCAA could just kick this can down the road as far as they want to. I am a proponent of the Olympic model. The schools don't have to pay these guys. Boosters, I don't believe, should be paying these guys. But if you wanted to make you know money off of your likeness, like boosters are obviously not going to pay everybody. You know, the third string offensive lineman who's a three star that they got to come to the school. No, he's probably not going to make as much as the uh, the star quarterback or whatever. But that's the same thing in the NFL. That's the same thing just in life. It's a capitalistic society. That's the way that this works. So college should be just like everywhere else without the schools having to pay the money for it, right? The schools are still going to make the money, make what they do. But if other businesses want to be able to pay these players, for example, EA Sports, who has the NCAA football brand, etc., uh, if they wanted to pay these students, they should be able to. They should absolutely be able to. And with a situation like that, yeah, everybody that they use on the game is going to be paid the exact same. I do like the idea somewhat, it's a step in the right direction anyway, of putting all of that money into a fund and the player gets it after they graduate, right? So regardless, or not after they graduate, but just whenever they leave the school. So if you leave early for the NFL, well, here's your payout. Here's, here's what you got. Um, and you obviously can have accountants and agents and whatnot. I think they should be able to do that anyway. But all of this stuff, it, it's just common decency and normal stuff in a capitalistic society. So 
this whole thing is a little bit crazy to me that Emmert would ask them, like, please don't do this. Part of me wonders if maybe the other people that helped govern the NCAA told him, hey, you really need to do this. If Emmert wasn't necessarily on board and knew that the letter wasn't going to do anything, at least he could say that he put forth the effort. But in this situation, uh, it's a good thing that California is going forward with this, and and they're pushing it to 2023, right? Like, it's not going to go into effect next year, whatever. But this gives the NCAA four years to get this figured out quickly so that you don't have UCLA, USC, Stanford, etc., not being able to participate in things like the college football playoff, etc., right? Like, that's that whole thing would be ridiculous. Now, if the NCAA doesn't do anything about this, this thing could end up absolutely killing the athletic programs at those schools, right? Fresno State, San Jose State, etc. All of these places where you could go, not just in football, but every NCAA sport, right? Volleyball, baseball, etc. Cal State Fullerton, you know, they, they've traditionally been a really good uh, baseball program. All of these things. Golf. You know, I mean, we're we're throwing everything out there, tennis, et cetera, track and field, whatever. <laughs> I'm just I'm naming off everything right now. All of these would be impacted. So if the NCAA doesn't get something done, you've got all of those schools where they would not be able to participate in NCAA championships, which would kill recruiting for them, which would kill all this different stuff. Now, if if they're just playing for the sake of playing, well, cheers to that. Okay, that's fine. But after that, uh, I think this is a good move for California. I think the NCAA did what they probably had to do, but I think they also understand, yo, you need to be on the ball with this. you got to get something done quickly because, for the most part, all of the rest of the country agrees and understands that things have changed. You can't keep running things the way that you've been running it where you are making a ton of money off the backs of free labor. Just just saying. All right, so that's going to wrap up today's show. As always, head over to winningcureseverything.com. Check out betnow.eu. Use promo code WINNING50 for a 50% deposit bonus. We will see you guys again tomorrow. Don't forget to share out the show. All those wonderful things. We love you. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.